I think it's just a lot that parents are actually going through right now. And it's, I seen like one post, um, and it was like laugh or cry, but you know, this parents like send help, <laughs> send help. <laughs> you know, It's like, Oh, I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also really important to recognize some of the behaviors that like you just said, Melissa, like you've got to spend a lot of time with your kids um, when the schools are not giving IEPs and they kind of refuse to recognize the struggles that the student's having. I know like my grandson who is on the spectrum, the school has refused to give an IEP. Um, and this school year, because he's entering, oh, he's going to go into middle school next year. Like the, the, the homework and the intensity is a lot more. And so he is having that school resistance. He doesn't want to go. And now it's like absences and he's like refusing in the mornings to go to an, an attend school. So, you know, having that conversation with the principal of why, you know, and the, Hey, mom is trying everything she can to get him to go to school, but you know, they're not doing anything. So that therapy, I think that's one topic that we were going to talk about is like that therapy component, you know, now the school is going to implement that, right? But they're not going to implement an IEP, you know? I think that's so frustrating. So of course my wheels start turning instantly. Why? Why don't, has mom put in a formal request for an IEP? Did they do do an assessment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did she ask Not for... impacting him right now, but that was also a couple years ago. So I told her yesterday, like, it needs to be formally done and I need to help her with that yeah. <laughs> as, as grandma. <laughs> yeah. And maybe even asking for that IE, you know outside if they are saying no and a lot of times the school doesn't see what the parent sees but make them take your opinions and your observations into account because you are part of that team and your feedback matters it is part of the record yeah i think that that's a good um in the last Empowered, empowered parent training that we did. We talked about how to kind of give that, gather that your parental concerns, gather your own internal data um, from home, what you're seeing, and then make that formal request as a way of laying groundwork for a potential IEE, uh, independent educational evaluation at public expense if they don't go deep enough. Because, you know, sometimes our kids could, they're, it, they're I, I always think about it like a little duck, you know, and they look nice and calm on the surface and underneath they're like paddling like crazy. Um, and so the often the family is doing a bunch of stuff to help the child kind of manage that the school doesn't see. Um, the child is doing everything that they kind of can to maintain, but then you get to that next level where they just can't hold it together anymore. And so we're putting an awful lot of um, 
emotional kind of baggage on our kiddos to be able to to keep up in school and that's where like you said that that school resistance comes up because they've got that anxiety about i didn't do my homework i don't understand what's happening mm-hmm. i i can't keep up um they they may get that depression because they're so smart in their head and they just can't get it out and people don't see it and like my favorite guy rick says uh rick lavoy you know um the their good days are used against them so you were able to hold it together last week how come you can't hold it together today? Mm-hmm. you were able to do your math oh look at your last math test you got to be on it and this one you really tanked you must not be trying um, i know you can do it when you really put your mind to it so our kiddos get those messages they're never allowed to have bad days and their 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 good days are held against them so that's that's really tough for kids we should acknowledge that but as a parent who was there we have we have hard days too (laughs) you know we hear from the school that our kids are not trying and they're lazy and our kiddos don't know how to communicate so they're not talking to us and telling them what's going on inside their head and you know to their you know, it's not their fault because they don't know. You don't know that something is is not normal. If it's always been like that in your head, so you know. Sometimes, as parents, we lose it too, and you know, we just get so frustrated that it's like, oh my goodness, can't you can't you just try? Can't you just? So you know, it it's tough for families as a whole. Oh yeah, it affects everyone. You even have siblings that they may be doing well in a certain class and like they're trying to support their other sibling who's not doing so well, like helping out with homework and encouraging them in the morning. Like, come on, you know, we got to go to school and um, it, it really affects the whole family. It really does. Yeah. Well, that and sometimes you get like everyone, all, all your children are individuals. And so maybe your child who doesn't have any kind of uh, like learning disability or mental health challenge or, you know, disability of whatever kind, um, there's they have one. It probably feels like one set of rules. And then perhaps your other child who is typically developing or appears typically developing. You don't know for sure. Right. Um, Maybe you have a different set of rules like I know you can do better. You need to get better grades. Oh, but your sibling is trying their best and it's okay for them to not get the same grades you get. How come you're being harder on me? They get a pass. They get to get in trouble at school all the time. How come How come you're being mean to me? You don't like me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's oh, the yeah. parent guilt. That's... <laughs> and, you know, we've talked about this a lot with trying to give your child, all of your children what they need. Yeah. And you feel like it has to be a percentage. Everybody gets this percentage of you. And the reality of it doesn't always work like that. Some of our kids, you know, you're making dinner, they're doing their homework and you might constantly have to go over and, you know, tap on the shoulder, you know, how you doing? You're still moving through. Do you have questions? Do you need help? And the other one's just done. And they're like, do I have to not do my work, <laughs> you know, to get you to come over and, you know, pay attention to me too? It's just, 
there's so much to it. Um, I feel like, you know, like you said about the ducks, whenever I have the opportunity to speak to schools, they're like, we're dealing with this parent. They're very upset and they're always angry. And I talk to them about the iceberg, like they're in front of you and you don't see everything that is going on. And it's so personal. We're not talking to a mechanic about our car that we could care less about. We just need it to get us from point A to point B. We're talking about our children. This There is nothing more important or any kind of emotional thing that we could have any kind of response from more than our children. And when somebody's like, constantly telling you the phone's ringing, something's wrong. It's like they don't even see your kid or all the great, wonderful things about them. It gets to be a lot. It does. It does. And I think like speaking about even, you know, going back to my grandson too, and having that meeting with that principal, giving that full picture of what has been happening and over the course of the past couple of years, the school kind of really wasn't paying attention to. There were several opportunities that the school could have recognized some of the struggles that he was having, but they absolutely turned a blind eye, you know, so that having that meeting. And, and obviously, I, I do want to say that this school was very receptive and heard us and saw us. And it wasn't a punitive thing. Obviously, we know schools have to follow what the law says about attendance and truancy and things like that. But I do want to give credit that that principal was very receptive to what we were saying, um, because I think that they she recognized that we do communicate with them. We do try to you know let them know what's happening, but that we gave a bigger picture, kind of like that iceberg of the struggles at home, the medical um, things that have happened over the few years. And that now we're kind of approaching now, like getting more of an anxiety diagnosis that may be hadn't been received prior, right? And so now we're getting a bigger picture that the school can see and we can document it a little bit better. Um, I just think that it's important that schools recognize a big picture of what the parents are going through on a day-to-day basis, just trying to get their kids to go to school right now. It's difficult. And we hear it all the time that there is avoidance, that I don't know what else to do. You know, I'm trying everything I can to get my child to go to school. Um, Just, you know, like dragging them, (laughs) come on, let's get to the car and dropping them off at the school attendance office. Here, you, you know, they're here. they're here. I've asked schools, do you want this parent? Sometimes too. When we have that school avoidance, I've actually asked the school, do you want this parent to pick them up, kicking and screaming? Are you going to stand outside and take them and take them in your arms and you carry them in the building? And that might work for a couple little bit mm-hmm. because they're going to get bigger. They're going to get heavier. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, it just comes to the point of what can you do about it? And then we have our kiddos that are on medication. They have to get up, which is a struggle. They don't pop up like little pop tarts. And what can I do mom to get ready? I'm, I'm ready to go. Like that don't happen. I had four kids. Only one of them ever did that. Um, <laughs> and she annoyed the rest of the children because they were like, oh. but 
<clears throat> then they got to be able to eat <laughs> that with medication. You got to have something on your stomach and then you got to give that medication time mm-hmm. to start working. And then they're supposed to be at school. Sometimes that window of when they got up, when they could eat, when they could take the medication and it start working doesn't fit with the school schedule. We can't get our babies up at five in the morning and think they're going to be productive all day. You know, you have to allow them to sleep. They're growing. I just think sometimes the school does not see how much the parent is actually doing and Mm -hmm. going through and what that individual child's going through. Yeah. And I think too, like what just recently happened was that they offered school-based counseling, school-based mental health. And I think that that is a really big option that parents should look at because I know that my daughter, um, after we had rounds of family base coming into the home for the, I mean, she's had in-home therapy for, for as long as I can remember. And now she gets that school-based mental health. So, you know, she is able to still get that mental health services while at school. And now they're offering it to my grandson. And hopefully we can kind of identify some of those struggles. What is the anxiety? What What is happening that is making you not want to come to school? Um, so I think that that school-based mental health is a critical component that parents may not always, like, know that it's available or um, not ever, that school might not even like opt, you know, giving them that option to take part in it. Yeah, I know. I I know when I moved to, when we moved here to Pittsburgh and they were like, oh, we have a therapist who comes to the building and the kiddos can just get a pass. It looks like every other pass and they just get their pass to like leave whatever class they're in and they go to that, that room that's, you know, the therapist, they talk to the therapist and they go back to, to class, you know, at their regularly scheduled time. And I was like, what is happening? Like they were like, (laughs) they were like most of the kids in the school don't even know that's happening. They, they have no idea what's happening in that classroom, who's doing what. Um, but definitely if schools have like a little pot of money available, I know that they're overburdened and a lot of schools, especially rural schools may not have like an extra classroom. Um, but I do think that it's definitely worth that priority for a school, for a school district to partner and bring some of that school-based therapy in. Um, there, there was just a hundred million dollars released to schools, um, yes. specifically for mental health. And I know that it, the way it was written, it, mm-hmm. the way the money was written, at least initially, I don't know if it changed. That money went to uh, crime and delinquency, and so it could also be used for school safety. So I'm really hoping that a lot of schools didn't use it to have school safety officers at least used a portion of it to have some therapists in schools. Um, But, you know, that's certainly a decision much larger than most parents, although... You know, if parents find out that that money was available and it wasn't used the way they wanted, they can always go to their school board or run for school board office. Um, 
But yeah, having that availability for a child to not have to sign out of school, get picked up by someone, drive to wherever the therapist office mm-hmm. is, and then come back, just that even that transportation time, and for so many of our kids, that disruption of the regular day is extra time out of their classroom where if they had like a 40-minute therapy session that they just had to walk to within the building instead of maybe like best case scenario, 30 minutes in transportation time, 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back, which we know is probably, it, it's much more than that, um, is you know, 30 minutes out of a, a school day once a week is not going to help oh, yeah. a kid who's already struggling with school. And I think a lot of people don't realize that their individual counties, they can reach out to them. They work in tandem with all the schools in their district. They know what resources are available at each of the schools. And, you know, all of our schools have websites, and some of them are really great about putting all those resources and what's available. And some of them, you know, they don't have the time or someone available, you know, to keep it updated all the time. But um, I would encourage any parent, if you're not sure what is out there, of course, you can call us. We'll help you find out. But you can reach out to your county, your mental health department in your county and just ask them what is available, you know, at my school because they know it. They're they're the ones regulating it and sending the people there. And, you know, they have oversight of that. Um, of course, you can ask your school. Um, you know, it's not that you can't get that information from the school. But I think a lot of parents don't realize the resources that are out there and available to them. And something that may seem small of Okay, I got to pick them up from school because getting the bus would be too late. I have to be there and then drive them to the next city for an appointment. And then by the time we get home, they've needed dinner, homework, bed. So you've spent very little time with them and it just cycles over and over and over again. If you can have something that's at the school or at the home and eliminate that trip, can you imagine just like starting dinner at four o'clock <laughs> doing right. homework by five? You have time to relax. They have time to just enjoy your company and be together and just be a kid and not have to be in the car constantly. And yeah. it's a lot. And they're tired at three o'clock. I don't know how productive any kind of sessions are when they are actually that tired. You're that tired. The therapist is telling you this or that. All this stuff happens and it's just sometimes you're just going through the motions. And I've had parents tell me, like, I don't feel like we're getting anything out of it. Like, we're doing it because this is what we're supposed to do. And then you think, are they exhausted while they're trying to do this? Are the kids exhausted? It's a lot. And then the next day it just starts all over again. Yep. 